Hey, and welcome to another episode of I Want You to Watch This. I am your host, Dennis, and as always, I am with my two co-hosts, Craig and Colin. How are you, Craig? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. And how are you, Colin? I'm great, Dennis. Excellent. Um, well, this is the first movie in our next block, which is biopic block. Biopic or biopic? I always say biopic, but I have heard both. Yeah. I think they're interchangeable. Like, I, I want to say biopic, and I uh, know that's wrong. On paper, it looks like biopic. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I think it's biopic. Right. So, it's movies about shit that happened. Like, like movies about on... movies, like, fictionalized uh, depictions of real-life people and their stories. Right. Yeah. Um, we've actually done a few. Uh, the last movie that we just did, uh, White Squall, is technically it a is biopic. kind of a biopic. Um, um, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures, yes, yeah. is another one. Um, Arrival. Yeah. I think we're just uh, making that. Arrival be like the joke <laughs> example for every movie now. <laughs> Get a little bit closer, Craig. Cool. So, yes, uh, biopics. Uh, the first movie that we're going to do in this series um, is... The Iceman, it's a 20, 2012 movie, and um, <laughs> before I get into this description, I just want to say something that uh, that occurs off mic, and that is uh, we don't we don't talk about these movies before we start recording, but there is little things that we say to one another to make like each other know that what we feel about the movie, and one of those phrases is, I have a lot to say about that one, <laughs> and, and, and it depends on how you say, how someone says that phrase. Where it's like if someone hates the movie, it's like, oh, I have a lot to say about that one. But if they really like it, it's like, oh, I have a lot to say about that one. And this is the former. Um. <laughs> I actually, I, I actually noticed like myself doing that sometimes. So like I'll actively like work when I'm like when we're like not talking about talking about the movie, and I'll try and actively like change my tone to like try and keep it neutral right sometimes it still slips through I but know. i totally God, tried to be like it's hard yeah, yeah. there's this movie <laughs> right. sure was something so so this is this is a movie um it's hard to say that it's like this is a solid i want you to watch this movie this is more of like a i want you to watch this movie <laughs> yeah that's that's about how i yeah, classify cause, it and this, i'm saying this all preamble to a defense of me picking this fucking movie um anyways <laughs> this is my pick <laughs> uh iceman is a 2012 movie directed by ariel Vrom and written by Ariel Vrahman and Morgan Land. Uh, it starts in 1964. Richard Kuklinski, played by Michael Shannon, is on a date with Deborah Pelicati, played by Winona Ryder. Later, Kuklinski kills a man that made an offensive comment about her during a game of pool. The violent Kuklinski works dubbing porn films, but he tells Deborah that he dubs Disney cartoons. Soon, they get married and have two daughters. When his boss, Roy DeMeo, played by Ray Liotta, closes the lab lab laboratory where Kuklinski works, he is invited to work as a contract hitman after a test killing a homeless man. At, along the years, he, he works for Roy, but he falls into dis in disgrace when he lets a teenage hooker that witnessed a killing freely go, since he does not kill children. Kuklinski begins to work independently as a freelancer, which irritates Roy. Roy threatens Kuklinski's family and him. In 1986, Kuklinski is arrested by the police after committing more than 100 murders. And that's kind of the short of it. Yeah, um, before we get too far into talking about this movie, I just want to say, Dennis, uh, you once again have transformed yourself. That um, David Schwimmer costume is 
pretty perfect. Uh, you nailed the mustache and the ponytail, and, and I just don't know where you got that um, gold and maroon tracksuit that he wears, but, I mean, just bravo. I, I, it, that was the hardest part to track down, is this gold and maroon, you know, tracksuit. Obviously, I've had this mustache for years, as well as this ponytail, and my general pear-shaped body. So, there was a natural progression to take David Schwimmer's, you know? Yeah. Good yeah. Um, but yeah, the tracksuit was hard to find. That was a terrible outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made note of it. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm surprised that neither one of you got arrested over here looking the way that you do, because... You, Colin, dressed as Mr. Freezy here, look like the creepiest thing to ever come out of an ice cream chuck <laughs> in existence. And I don't understand how both of you made it here. It is the epitome of white privilege that both of you are even here right now because you look like some creepy-ass pedophiles. Well, yeah. It's the age of Trump, my friend. It's the age of Trump. I was, I was talking to my wig guy, the guy who runs my wig warehouse, and I was oh, yeah, like, no, no, I need, I need it to look creepier. I need it to look creepier. And, well, bravo. And, yeah. Uh, and and uh craig um just you know again just representing set pieces as you do i mean you must have like a working crew like what's your staff now like 24 people um it's kind of like almost like a little chop shop scenario i mean it's it's a small crew but they're all like really good at what they do so we can function because i mean you've, you've replicated the 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 ice cream truck to like to the t i mean you got everything down like yeah it, it, i think the, the the weirdest part and the hardest part of it was actually making it look as old as it does because i mean it's hard it's pretty easy to find like brand new materials but aging them in just the right way to, right like, like all the that, rust spots yeah to yeah, give it that appearance that, that's what the, the faded decal stickers the decal yeah. and the head of the severed teenage hooker is in there yeah as well. yeah, that's yeah. Just yeah. It's so, good so, detail work. Yeah, and frozen and everything. Like you got a working freezer. It's yeah, you know, I gotta amazing. I gotta move the body somewhere else, you know. In a little creepy Chris <laughs> Evans. Just a, you know, real creepy Captain America. Just <laughs> yeah, Captain there. America plays a killer. Guys, Captain America is in this movie. Like, yeah. Um, Mr. Freezy. James Franco is in this movie. And honestly, I really thought that James Franco should, would have been better playing Mr. Freezy. Like just like every because every time I saw him, I just thought of James Franco. Every time I saw like Chris Evans as Mr. Freezy, it reminded me of like James Franco and like almost every James Franco movie of like him being like the like weird kind of off kilter stonish. He was originally cast as Mr. Freezy. Was he really? Yeah. I. <laughs> I thought, it feels like they wanted him to look like James Franco. I thought Chris Evans was great as Mr. Freezy, though. I, like, it wasn't until like halfway through the movie that I was like, "Who is that?" And like, Holy shit, that's <laughs> Captain America. That's Chris Evans. I, I didn't get it until like, he shaved his hair. Until it was like the last scene yeah. with him when like all of his hair is cut off. Were you just like, "Where?" I saw Chris Evans in the in the credits, and I'm just wondering where he is this whole movie. Was right. Was that was that how you were? Um, just, no, I didn't see the credits. You didn't even, I didn't even know. Didn't, it was didn't even know like, to look for the Chris Evans. I was watching this with was like, that's Chris Evans. I'm like, holy fuck, that's Chris Evans. <laughs> so I didn't even catch it until it was like thrown in my face. Um, all right, well, let's get into this movie. Um, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this like, wasn't a good movie. I, I uh, didn't hate it, but uh, boy, it, I didn't really like it very much. No, there's nothing to really like about it. It's... it's um. Uh, it's trying to be. I felt like it was. I felt like it was trying to be blow, but the material is not good. Yeah, and it's it's. I feel like they tried to make this character seem in any way like likable. Like they were they were trying to present him as like, oh yeah, he had a really horrible childhood. 
like he's got like his family and that's the one thing that he really cares about even though he's a cold-blooded killer but none of that like that like emotion or like you never at any point really feel anything no. for the main character no. other than like oh well like he's a serial what? killer that got yeah, hired by the mob yeah you know like <laughs> this whole thing oh yeah he's a monster this monster had like a, a home life but it it, the, whole, the end of it is just like oh this is a very well acted kind of marginally constructed thoroughly unpleasant movie right that just yeah like why did I need to know the story of this guy I didn't yeah I, I would have been better off like reading a Wikipedia page if I was really bored at work someday or something yeah you know? but um audiences kind of felt the same way we did this movie <laughs> lost a shit ton of money i bet I um, <laughs> this movie cost 10 million dollars and the gross was just shy of 2 million oh man so yeah did not do well the, the, this it's interesting i was reading there was a competing movie starring mickey rourke based on a different screenplay that was like created at the same time and this movie won out so for some reason the powers that be really wanted to make a biopic based on the Iceman, and nobody else wanted it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, yeah. yeah, first of all, it's like a story that, I mean, no one really knows anyway. Like, it's not like it's, I mean, he's not, he's notorious in, you know, what he did, but no one really, he never really got huge coverage as far as I know. Like, I'd never really heard of this guy. Well, it all happened um, before we were alive. Yeah. So, so I mean, I've, I've heard of the Iceman um, before this movie or anything. Uh, he's known as the man that killed Jimmy Hoffa because he admitted to killing Jimmy Hoffa in prison. Uh, and he's also just killed a shit ton of people, man. I think he's got, like, the, I mean, if there's a stat for it. I think he's got the record for most most hits done by Mafia, dude. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was his, per his personality in real life. I don't know. That just so bland because as much as well, that uh, <laughs> That brings me to um, Michael Shannon, who I think Michael Shannon is really good at playing the, like, cold-hearted nature of this guy, the, like, unfeeling killer. The problem is that's the only note that he's playing throughout the whole movie. Right. Like, he's still playing that in the home life, and that's like, okay, so where is the duality here? Yeah. Why are, like, why does she marry him? Why, like, is his well, home yeah, life thing, a, like, yeah. a healthy thing? Like, that's what I think it would be a more interesting movie if there were, like, really two distinct personalities in him. But yeah, like, how not. is this, yeah, how is this, like, wet paper bag of a man, like... How does he, first of all, like have enough like charisma to even I don't get like, it. Yeah. date like Winona Winona's character to like the point of them getting married? Like, how does this person who like the entire movie, yeah, is just a blank page, like it's, it's even get to that point? And then, yeah, like you said, there's no distinction between him being the hard killer and the family man, because even when he's like at his kid's birthday party and like when he's around his family, he's still just like this one tone character. Right, like the um, when he reads the poem that he was working on, it was like he's like he's like working on it through like gritted teeth. Like I'm just like he's still a fucking killer, and he's like roses are red, violets are blue. My daughter's the sweetest. I'm gonna go read this. <laughs> like, exactly. and then he reads it just like that. It's like um, and then the daughter reacts like, oh, dad, oh, daddy, like you're a, you're a like, killer. You know, like oh, you're obviously uncomfortable. It's the weirdest. And, like, the movie opens up with, I guess, the Save the Cat, you know, where he's on a date with Winona Ryder, and that's like, 
oh, it's a kind of, he's a hard guy, but he's also on a date, so he's soft. And then, oh my god, he just murdered someone. And like, yeah. I don't know, there's no, very inconsistent, I would say. Yeah, I think or there's a lot of, of inconsistency in this movie. I also find that time is hard to track in this movie. Yes. Oh. Because, like, they begin. Nobody ages. Yeah. Oh, like, this nobody <laughs> ages. Not only that, but they begin giving you chirons. They're giving you timestamps. <laughs> yes. Saying, it's 1961 or whatever. And then, just in the middle, they just stop yeah, doing and that. and they're like, someone will just be like, oh, yeah, we've been doing this whole thing for two years, Mr. Freezy. And it's like, oh, wait, what? We've just skipped like, from, like... You starting to like be an independent contractor with this freezy guy, and then now it's been like two years later, but your daughters look the exact same age. And, and now it's suddenly the eighties, and it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, where did all of this time go? You've got to help me out here, movie. Yeah, no, I, I just yeah. think there's a lot of problems. <laughs> they um, tried. I felt like at the beginning, and then I, I just I don't even know if it was budget or just. It would help if like I was thinking it was like. This would help if David Schwimmer's outfit would change with the times, <laughs> you know? but it doesn't. It's but, just, he picks creepy and he stays with it, man. And guys, David Schwimmer is in this David movie. David Schwimmer's in playing this movie. a mafia thug. No, 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 a mafia jellyfish. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. David Schwimmer can't play anything with a spine. Yeah, no, he's just kind of yeah. He's like the guy who like the mobster like brought off of the streets when he was young and like saved him from a life of like poverty why and he just fucks up all the time i know i know but that's why it's like it's because like ray liotta he's, has such a like uh, a heart on for this guy he's the that he, like yeah he can't bear to like kill him even though he keeps fucking up but time like, after time okay, so all right all right all right <laughs> so when when david swimmer fucks up by killing the two cocaine dealers right uh and then like uh, which sets off Michael Shannon to kill James Franco for some reason. No, because no, no. He kills the cocaine dealers, and then Robert Davi comes in. Robert Davi was, uh, he's one of those character actors who was in everything in the right. 80s. He's in Die Hard, he's in The Goonies, he's in all this stuff. Um, also a classically trained singer and uh, sings Sinatra very well. He's a Bond villain. Um, but Robert Davi plays the connection to the Gambino crime family, and he comes to Ray Liotta saying, like, hey, this guy fucked up, you gotta take care of it, and all that stuff, and that's... Um, but Ray Liotta won't kill him because of his connection to him. Well, so I think it was like, so with James Franco's character, he was kind of like the informant who was spreading where David Schwimmer was to other hit people, and so that's why they sent Michael Shannon to kill James Franco, because he was saying he was telling people where David Schwimmer was. That was my understanding okay. of it. Was okay. that was that he was like kind of the informant, and so like after um, David Schwimmer had like killed those two guys using DeMeo's name, he was like telling people where to find him, and Ray Liotta was sending uh, Michael Shannon to kill him, so that way he would stop telling people where to find All his right. his little puppy. Okay. Okay. So. That happens, right? Yeah. And then fast forward like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> like that mob boss played by the character actor you're just by describing. Robert Davi. Yeah. Robert Davi comes in and is like, now you got to kill David Swimmer. And then they kill David Swimmer. Like, w why? Like, what? Yeah. Why? No, like that well, all should have happened. Yeah. Like, it didn't. I think, his, I think he was supposed to have been in hiding 
for like this whole time like they, like he was like kind of being protected because I think there was like some scene where he's like in a safe house or something like that it's this whole movie is so hard to track in terms of time because like you said they do the chirons and then they stop doing the chirons and then like they try and like portray time either through costume or dialogue and it never really no. is consistent. Right. So it is yeah, it's very hard to determine like when this is supposed to happen because as far as my understanding went, he killed James Franco and then he didn't kill the teenage whore. So right. then he starts working with Mr. Freezy independently. Check. And then they're doing that for like two years at least at right. one point he says. And then David Sh- and then like David Schumer just comes back in and it's like, Oh yeah, by the way, we still haven't killed him, so we need to kill him. Right. And that's yeah, it's it's f- so fucking weird and crazy how time works in this movie. Like no one is <laughs> not, you cannot be blamed for not understanding <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked Chris Evans' character. I like Mr. I Freezy. really like him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he uh, he hit it. You know, he was a colorful character that was creepy and weird, and like get this backstory that was like, "Ooh, you're interesting." I, I still I, think they wanted James Franco for that, and they just didn't have the budget to pay him for as long. Because, oh, but I then again, right. what was Chris Evans doing? Because. Chris, Chris Evans, Evans is like in the middle of Captain America, and this is but that was the first Captain. Oh no, no, this no is like yeah, Avengers. Yeah, how did like, they get? How could they pay for Chris Evans but know. not for James Franco? Because I feel like they really wanted James Franco for that part. Every time I saw him, I but was then like, they James still Franco had James Franco in it. So what's the? I I don't know. For like five <laughs> minutes. Yeah, you know, like I wonder what's on the editing room floor. Like that's what I want. Yeah. A whole another movie, I'm sure. I, yeah. <laughs> it's maybe a better movie. Um, but, but no, Chris Evans really brings that character to life, and it's really uh, one of the better characters in the movie. Um, I really like that they do um, a strangers on a train kind of scenario at one point, where both of them have families, and uh, Chris Evans is proposing that they like kill each other's families for each other, a la the oh, Hitchcock right. movie Strangers on a Train. Yeah, but like. It still is like whoa. So did he <laughs> propose a... that make this proposal after the daughter had been hit in the hit and run? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then so he thought that Chris Evans had like already been involved and tried to do that, which is why he Maybe. killed him. Like, like if that was at the point where like Kuklinski was just kind of flying off the handle and just killing. Just getting yeah paranoid. And... Yeah. Because he offs his friend pretty. Parent, well, no, because his friend does finger him. Yeah, his friend is his friend is the reason why he gets like pretty that, much like, discovered. Ray Liotta is like you're working for someone else now. And yeah, blah blah. Because yeah. yeah, his friend like saw him at the club and yeah, went back and told him, and it's yeah. And then, I, and then he kills Mister Freezy as well, and this whole yeah, it it's tough to to track. Well, then movie. he kills the other. He kills like the Gambino connection guy too, right? Yeah, because he offers because he. Oh right, he kills. He, he uh, kills Robert Davi because he's trying to get like uh, money for something, and then he after he kills Robert Davi, all Robert Davi has on him is like a small amount of money, and he's like super pissed. And like again, that's part that's in the part of the movie where I'm so confused by this point that I'm almost given up. Well, <laughs> not only confused, but just don't care. You know, yeah, like, it, I don't care about this character. He's a serial killer, like. He gets he gets put on he gets decommissioned by his boss Ray Liotta for fucking up uh, the James Franco killing because he lets this girl go because there's a 17 year old girl that's hanging out in the apartment and he's like I don't kill kids you know because it's like look he's human you should care audience and you don't yeah no. no and so the girl gets away and Ray Liotta punishes him by being like you can't work no more 
And uh, uh, just like that, he goes, you can't work no more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he gets like all antsy. And this is kind of like my favorite part in the movie where he, the, the character is all antsy because he can't kill anyone. And then you realize, oh, he's a serial killer. He enjoys this shit. That's why he's just like murdering everyone and he's all weird and it kind of explains the character and then i felt like after that it's like okay you can end now movie yeah but then the movie doesn't and well, it keeps going if it had been like in any way like if it'd been either more focused on uh deborah winona Ryder's character i feel like this movie could have been better if it had been more focused Agreed. on like like a few options in terms of what could have made this movie better. If it had been more focused on like his actual background, like even if it was like complete and total speculation into like this person's like history, like as much as they like fucked with like anything else in this movie, they could have like just speculated and like had it be like more gone and more into depth of like the, his childhood and like what actually turned him into this monster. Because you get like one scene where it's like his dad is like counting in Polish and like, hitting him over the back with a wooden cane. And then you get one scene with his little brother where he says, oh, yeah, remember, like, uh, you know, I, I raped and murdered a 12-year-old, but, you know, you also, like, killed that dog that one time when we were kids, and, you know, and I didn't say anything. And that was, like, pretty much the only, like, terms of background we got right. on this character. And it's, like, I would have wanted so much more of, like, that information, like, of that background, and, and then so much less of, like, the hitman stuff. And, and the, the frustrating thing is that that's – that's in the history books. Like I was doing some research and one of the criticisms of this movie is that they barely gloss over the very violent and terrible childhood that he had, yeah. which explains why he's such a miserable fuck. And then they also don't touch any of the fact that he beat his wife mercilessly. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. Like, his, that at no. all. like, yeah, the family didn't know he was a hitman, but he also beat his wife unconscious on several occasions. What the fuck was this movie doing? Like, that, why? That's why? not no. depicted at all. No, it's there's not. only one scene where he's kind of flying off the handle at her, and he's like breaking stuff in the kitchen, but he never touches her. No, she, like, and it's like wow, almost like they just, make it. That yeah. made this movie even worse. Well, see, right? and that's the thing too. It's like, yeah, and it's like that's like they're trying to go so far that right there just like makes me really more pissed <laughs> off at this movie because it's like they're trying to go like this far to like make him uh, any way of a likable character right. but they never do like any they never actually like do anything in that the movie makes him likeable. other than like yeah oh well he doesn't hit his wife but he murders like hundreds of people like that's and because it's, like, they've already bent it far enough yeah they can't bend it any further so, yeah <laughs> and i'm like at this point yeah like let's just you know, let's focus on the childhood like let's turn it around right. instead of like instead of like trying to make this character likable let's make this about like how like how someone having so fucked up of a childhood can lead them to be such a horrible person in, like, in their adult life. You right. know? Let's explore that side of it instead of trying to make this a likable character. Like, let's make it like how like any person you know could you know be like fucked up like to this point. Right. Less oh. bored Winona Ryder. Yeah. She's so bored she's and terrible. She's so bored and terrible. So... And they even kind of make her character kind of terrible. Like, there's a line where she's talking to the daughters and she says, there's too many people in the world for God to care about all of them. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wow, that's 
that's fucked up. Oh, or in like the dating or like the, where they're like on the double date or like the triple date with like the best friends and she says, he knew what I needed more than I did. And I was just like, oh God, that is just. It's the 60s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you or don't have rights yet. Point. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no it idea. might have been <laughs> 70s. Nobody ages. Nobody yeah, knows. Well, yeah, knows or like, yeah, when the, the scene when, like, when the daughters movie. are like coming into the room and they're like, uh, it's like, you know, like uh, they're like having sex. The parents are having sex and then it's like the daughters come in and it's like oh yeah we having a ni- uh, we had a nightmare and it's like um you're like 16 years old right like you're too old for this like oh, i yeah. need to sleep in my parents bed bullshit but then it's like they're also supposed to be like six years old at this point but they just never get any different actors no. for the, to play these kids because it's the exact same actors that are supposed to be playing them at the 16 like sweet 16 birthday party like, like that's a, like 10 years later there's like a younger <laughs> sister that's scared of everything and shit and then, like, the older sisters are supposed to be taking care of them. They're the same age. Yeah. I, you can't tell them apart. <laughs> yes, they no, are, yeah. Yeah. And they both look so much alike. Yes. Yeah. That's, you can't tell which one is which yeah. at any point. They, they, I, I, I think they just, like, like oh, who are you playing today? I'm playing this girl. It's like, oh, we'll just switch the roles. And Mary Bell today. Like, yeah. This interchangeable act. Also, I'm, I was uh, confused about his, like, money laundering or, like, what he... Um, how he justifies having his money because he says that he's an investor that like he invests in the stock market and right. like does all this investment so he's actually getting paid money to be a hitman but then they actually show scenes of him doing like yeah, real estate investments yeah. and stuff so <laughs> which one is it is it his money laundering scheme I, I or think is it he is actually both. an investor or is it both but I, I, they don't do any kind of a job of explaining well I read in like the like the little like history like of the actual guy it's he like started doing like the contract killings and then like he kind of like started branching out into more and more and that's kind of like how it all fell apart was because he like wasn't able to like keep all of his you know ducks in a row and so like he like took on like money laundering and then he's like oh yeah well i'll take on like you know like drug rate like drug dealing and then i'll also take on like you know international hit contracts and then i'll also take on like all of this and then he started to lose track of it all and that's kind of like how he slipped up and ended up getting caught up in the sting operation. So uh, like yeah. it's, it's the sting operation was con- confusing as well because yeah. he's <laughs> buying cyanide to kill I don't know who, um, but then yeah, it turns out he's buying. It I think from was a, he trying to get it to kill Ray Liotta? Maybe I I don't because he's putting the cyanide into the sandwiches, but he's with his wife at the same time. So I, for a second, I was like, wait, is he trying to kill his wife? No, I think he was like taking her to her like appointment and then was like going to head to like whatever the meeting was after that or like while she was at that appointment or something. I, I yeah, no idea. No idea. <laughs> and then the whole thing with like the cat and the cyanide was just like, I felt like so lazy in terms of like, how can we end this movie and make it like and make it like be like, oh, well. It's like you could have just had the sting happen and just had him like pull out without doing the cat thing and him being like something is going on here. Like he literally says that. Like he literally is like yeah. He says like something's not right or yeah. something. Yeah. And it's like we didn't need that. Like you could have just like played it through instead of like him like oh well trying to kill this cat. And it's like well then what the fuck were you gonna do? And it's just like oh a cat eats like some fucking food and then he's like dead on your fucking driveway by the time your wife walks Perfect. out of the house like, <laughs> all right everything's in order here <laughs> well yeah that it's just i don't even know if i mean this i'm sure this movie could have been done well and and there's so many great 
actors in this movie. That's what I th- think is so confusing. Is <sighs> like I'm wondering if this is a better screenplay or a better script than it turns out is a movie. Yeah. No. I'm like, how did they get Chris Evans and James Franco and Winona Ryder? Really and like, well. like, how did they get all these people? I don't know. Like, it's I don't know. Yeah. I because yeah, I, I feel movie. like the performances like are really the like everything else in this movie is just so bad but the performances of the actors yeah, it's well sometimes acted. like it, Winona Ryder her accent comes and goes frequently like yeah. she has she has like a east coast accent and all of a sudden she doesn't well and honestly she could really not even be in this movie she's like laying in down this 90% of the movie yeah. she's just in bed <laughs> yeah. delivering her lines like don't even bother getting me up Let's just shoot it from my well, bedroom. Maybe that's how they sold Winona Ryder. On it. It's like, look, you're working for two weeks. You're going to be spending half of that time in bed. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have much else about this movie except just. Sorry, guys. This was a lot better the first time I saw it. Like, I saw this. I saw this. I think the year it came out, 2012, on Netflix. And I was like, oh, this is fun. I, like, I really like Michael Shannon. I think he's awesome. Uh, he's one of my favorite character actors. He's just like a bad dude. Yeah, you know? I think Michael Shannon is good at playing the bad dude. It's just like... He doesn't it, really have a lot to he, He's not enough to carry the whole movie. Right. No. Like, I would rather see him as uh, like a supporting character in a better movie. Um, all I have left is a few little notes of the things that this movie reminded me of other movies. Uh, like They have a meeting in a porn theater which made me think of the departed um and the scene with james franco where he's telling james franco to pray harder oh uh, yeah that was good that was good it reminded me of uh, james spader in two days in the valley i haven't seen that yeah uh james spader is like a contract killer guy but he gives people like one minute he has like a stopwatch and he like clicks it and he goes, you don't know how long a minute is until it's like your last one. It's like, uh, it's really interesting. It reminded me of um, No Country for Old, for Old Men. Yeah. As well. Um, oh, one last thought is, okay. <laughs> so a hard ass, like Michael Shannon's character, you know, Kuklinski, the way he talks and everything with like no affectation and real hard ass and everything is dubbing porn movies. What is he dubbing? <laughs> Oh yes! Like, oh, oh yes! Oh, yes! I'll slit your throat if you <laughs> take it, bitch. Take it, <laughs> take it deep. <laughs> or is he doing like, like maybe the woman's part? Do you think he's doing the woman's I part? <laughs> or even if he's doing Disney movies, what the fuck is he dubbing? Like, who is he fooling? Well, no, that's an obvious lie. Like, I mean, it's like, yeah, there's no way a person like that is dubbing a Disney movie. It's like all you would have to do is like think of any Disney movie and then be like. Hmm, have I seen a Disney movie with like a flat piece of paper as a character? If not, then this person has probably not been in any Disney movie. <laughs> well, why is Michael Shannon starring in Brave Little Toaster? Uh, I would love that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a toaster. Come on. We gotta get. <laughs> All right, um, oh. that wraps up uh, The Iceman. Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, what's next? What's next on the block, the biopic, the biopic block, the um, biopic block? Well, if we, I guess if we, since we found one that I can do, we can do the imitation game. Unless you want, yeah, because it's your you're up next. It is your so, pick, Craig? So yeah. it will be the imitation game, which is um, oh, what was that? 2014. Ooh. 2013? I'm not sure. We just decided on this. 14 or 15. Yes. We wanted to do The Founder. Yeah. Right. And but the it's Founders, out of theaters and not on 
video right. on we're demand. In the, or we're in the weird black hole spot of the movie where we can't see it right now. Uh, so we're going to do the imitation game. Uh, it stars Benedict Cumberbatch. It's about Alan Turing and him saving the world from World War II. Um, saving the world. Just saving the whole world <laughs> from that nemesis World War II. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, do we... Uh, well, what are we doing? Uh, corrections and omissions from last week. Last week was White Squall, our first guest episode. A real yeah, fun episode. That was, that was a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to doing I, more guest episodes because yeah. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it inspires me to have more guest episodes. Um, anything anything from that you guys would like to comment on? Mm, I got nothing personally. No. No. Yeah. No. Still didn't like it. <laughs> didn't change your mind? <laughs> nope. No. Uh, uh. Um, all right. Well, recommendations. Um, I'm going to kick it off. I have been watching nothing but Rick and Morty for the past few weeks. Love that show. I'm a huge Futurama fan, and so Rick and Morty. If you're if you like Futurama and you haven't seen Rick and Morty, go watch Rick and Morty. I'm having a blast. It's um, it's a wackadoo sci-fi time. Lots of fun. Lots of good jokes. Uh, created by Dan Harmon. So if you're familiar with him, you'd probably like this. Craig. Um, yes, I will recommend. I recommend. Recommend. I'm gonna recommend. Uh, I think I recommended this one before I started it, but now that I have started, so it, is this a re-recommendation? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like before. It was like a, a preview to a recommendation. Uh, a recommendation. Yeah, no, a prelude. A, a prelude to a recommendation. Uh, but yeah, here we are, right in the main of it, and I would recommend Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Norse Mythology. Yes, which I've just started and. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much his take on Norse mythology. Very well done so far. Right on, right on. What about you, Colin? Uh, my recommendation this time is a stand-up special on uh, Netflix, Mike Birbiglia's Thank God for Jokes, uh, one of the funniest things I've seen in quite a while. Yeah, Mike Birbiglia. I'm familiar with him from NPR. He's a yeah, he's feature. frequently featured on This American Life, uh, stand-up comedian. He has uh, several stand-up specials on Netflix, all of which are great. So, But uh, this latest one is really funny, so I particularly recommend that one. Right on. Um, plugs, I think, is our next little closing out category. <laughs> It'd be cool if we had little theme songs for each one of these things. It also might get really annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that could get annoying fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here, here, we've got to play another little theme song for plugs. Um, let's see what I got to plug. Uh, as always, I'm plugging my uh, Kate. My Kate. <laughs> my cousin my Kate. Kate. My Kate. My cousin uh, Kate's band, Mirror Fears. Uh, love her music. Find all of her music on SoundCloud.com. Um, Craig, you're, you sing. I do. I've got a show coming up this Friday, March 10th and 11th at the Ellie Hopkins Opera House. The Denver Gaiman's Chorus, uh, Heartthrobs, History of Boy Bands, or no, the best of the boy bands. Everything from the Beatles to the Backstreet Boys. That's a lot of alliteration in there. B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-
episodes and tracks because we got tracks that are separate from episodes. <laughs> Guys, don't mix up the tracks with the episodes. Right. Yes, <laughs> they're totally different yes. things. So yeah, uh, <laughs> at SoundCloud.com <laughs> forward slash IWITWT. And join us for some movie talk on facebook.com forward slash IWITWT. And if you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, please reach out to us at any one of our Twitter handles or our say probably Facebook the best page. is to contact the podcast on Twitter. Yeah, just probably be the easiest. Want you to watch this with the number. Yeah. 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 We're looking for guests. It would be fun to have you. So. Chimam. Uh, oh, and uh, finally, uh, please write us a nice review on iTunes. It helps grow our audience. Or audience. Or audience. Helps people find the show. Helps people find the show. So, go be a friend. All right, then. You're right. All right, then. Hello. Hello. All right, then. Check one. <laughs> Rabbit proof bits. <laughs> All right, that wraps up episode 13, um, The Iceman. Sorry for that. Don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I can't recommend you watch this Yeah, one, we. You, yeah, I know the entire, like, premise of this is I want you to watch this but we don't want you to watch this hey, one you guys you know part of movie reviews it's okay. would be weird if we all just gave shiny reviews for everything there's gonna be stinkers sometimes it's just the name of the game so um, we'll see you next time join us next time for part two of our biopic plot and it is 